Well, hello everyone here in the Emotional Fitness Hub. It's Joe Parner here. Just waiting for the, um, the stream to settle. Bear with me. Just making sure the comments here can be seen. I hope you're all doing well. Here we go. Excellent. Excellent. We're on. So as you can see from my title, title there, we're going to talk briefly about uh, today about the two most important in life skills, and I'm about to cover that in a moment. But to understand, well, before we get to that, first of all, uh, what a phenomenal um, uh, marker, I guess you could say, that we've uh, just passed a thousand members this week. It may not be a big deal to you, but um, it's a bit of a big deal to me because when I first opened this group, I wasn't really sure how how well it was going to be taken up, and I thought I wanted to create a safe space. Hey Shanky, where I could uh, you know express my uh, my thoughts on emotions, emotional fitness, of course, uh, spirituality, and uh, and you know insights into life, etc. So, and and without having the hassle of being trolled by by idiots, I guess you could say, out in the open sea. So that's why I created this. And the fact that there's a thousand people who have joined here means so much to me. So I thank each and every one of you, and, and it's a wonderful. Um, G'day, Leanne. It's a wonderful uh, um, marker. There's another word for that. Um, I'm sure someone will tell me in the chat in the in the chat box in the comments. All right, so let's uh, talk about the, the two most important life skills that that exist, based on my own opinion. This is not uh, absolute fact, but uh, see what you think, and I would love to hear your comments. By the way, uh, two weeks ago, uh, three weeks ago, something like that, we started uh, a Q and A, uh, and then that momentum was broken because um, there was a week last week or the week before where I couldn't be here. Two weeks ago, I couldn't be here because I was running back-to-back -back workshops for a whole four days. G'day, Nicole. Milestone. Thank you, Nicole. I knew someone would uh, to give me the word. Um, so what happened was we, we had a Q&A. I answered those questions, and then I had a week away from here because of uh, commitments with trainings, etc. And then the momentum with that has actually uh, just fallen away. So if you want to be asking any questions here at all, um, not so much about, well, you can ask questions about what I'm teaching here right now, but you can ask questions here about anything I'm covering or anything that's been covered in the other videos, uh, and then I'll capture those questions, and in next week's live, I can answer those. So that will be a great way of going about it, if that's all right with you guys. Hey, Donata. How you going? All right, let's hop into the two most important life skills. To understand the two most important life skills, we need to understand a fundamental principle that I've been teaching recently more and more and more to so many different organizations that I, I forgot that most people don't know this particular principle. Now, a lot of you with what I'm about to share will be familiar with what I'm going to be sharing because you've been in my trainings before. Uh, and that principle, of course, is the map is not the territory. And this is something that we must understand on a very deep level. So first of all, let's just get some fundamentals out of the way because chances are that there might be some people listening into this who haven't uh, heard of this principle before. The map is not the territory. Because contained within this principle, g'day Lynn, contained within, within this principle is uh, the two most fundamental important life skills. So we'll, we'll get to that because to make sense of what I'm going to share there, we need to understand this principle first. So the map is not the territory. So map is fancy language for our model of the world. It's how we see things. It's been clearly demonstrated in research in consciousness that no human being in the world can experience reality directly. G'day, Lisa. We can only experience our perception of reality. That's all we have. No, no one here can experience the territory. So the territory are the facts, the reality of what's happening without any emotional opinion. And the map is our view or our idea 
of what has happened. So for example, if out in the road here, a red car and blue car have collided, the territory is we have a red car, a blue car, and they've collided. Now the map is, I might look at that accident and say, oh, it's a blue car's fault. And Anata might say, it's a red car's fault. Lisa might say, what about the pedestrian? Lynn might say, did you see the cyclist that was just there the micro moment before the accident happened? What about the police car? What about that? We have all these different opinions on what's happened. I'm about to sneeze. Oh my Lord. Hold, just bear with me. Oh. <coughs> Excuse me. Bless me. <laughs> I often refer to a sneeze as an orgasm for consciousness. I truly believe that. Is that true? I don't know, but I, the, the, the feeling of the belief feels good. So, excuse me. So what we have is, the territory is how things actually are, and the map is the interpretation. So our map, or our model of the world, is our perception, our perspective, or fundamentally, it's also known as our philosophy, our philosophy of life. Now, philosophy, not to be confused with the traditional sense of the word, philosophy means how we think how we think in terms of how we make sense of the world. There's that side of things. Now, so I hope that's all making sense. So the territory is how the world is, or how the situation is, the red car, blue car collision, and map is our model of the world, our idea, or our opinion, or our perception, or our philosophy, or our thinking of what has actually happened. Or in other words, our model of the world is our interpretation of our experiences. And all of us have got our own unique maps of the world. All of us have got our own philosophies. There's map overlaps with the people that you get along with really well. And there's map disparities, people that see the world completely differently. Now, before I dive into uh, sharing with you the two most important life skills, what we need to appreciate is that no matter how different a map of the world is from us, how different a philosophy is from us, we have to profoundly respect that map of the world. Now, there's something here I want to share with you that is in relationship to what's going on in the world right now, the obvious, the elephant in the room with the COVID, the shutdowns, etc. This is not a political opinion. This is, this is not what this is going to be. But it's a, it's a behavioral observation, a behavioral observation that I want to share with you. Hey, Maria. Hey, Andrew. How are you going? So now let me just repeat something I just said a moment ago. What's really important about the map, about people's models of the world, is that we have to have a healthy, I'll use the word profound, it's a strong word, a profound level of respect for other people's models of the world. We have to also um, have a healthy, insatiable sense of curiosity about how other people experience the world, if it's someone that we're near and dear to, who has a different perception of what's going on in the world. Like everything in human behavior, there's a delicate balance to all of this. Because in order for us to respect somebody else's map of the world and for that person to respect our map of the world, there has to be a healthy dialogue, a healthy dialogue. It's when somebody else's model of the world and the way they see things, if that now is starting to impede and have an impact on my world because of a different philosophy. So in other words, if I said to you, uh, what's an example of this? If you are an avid, let's just go with sport as a simple, safe example. So if you're into football and I'm into cricket, right? And, and I say to you, cricket's a better sport, or you say to me that football's a better sport, a healthy conversation would be, 
Tell me more about how you see it as a better sport and based on what definition. I'd be curious to know how you've come to that thought. And we have a healthy dialogue. It's called a robust conversation. And that robust conversation means we're seeing each other's points of view, but we're also at the same time respecting their point of view. And both those people are not impeding the other person's life with their view of the world. So me impeding would be as a cricket person. I'm not a cricket person, but if I was a cricket person saying cricket's better than footy, if I was disrespecting your world, I'd be doing one of two things. I'd be judging you and I would be smothering cricket all over you and saying, forget about the football. You shouldn't go to the football anymore because cricket's so much better because of dirt, dirt, dirt and dirt. And who are you thinking that football's better? You've got to be good doing the cricket because it's a phenomenal sport, because it's a team sport, because it's all my justifications of it. Now, if my opinion is now actually impacting that person I'm profoundly disrespecting that person's model of the world. And here's a humdinger of an insight. That person deserves to have the opportunity to protect their world and retaliate against that, if that makes any sense at all. G'day, Alison. How are you? So one thing that I find disturbing about what I'm seeing in the world right now, is there's, there's no healthy respect for different people's opinions. I mean, I could easily, I'm not, but I could easily bring up a whole range of different subjects around what's going on with COVID and the whole situation, right? I'm not an expert in the field, so I'm not going to talk about it. But I could easily bring up various aspects of what's going on with COVID based on my philosophy is different to somebody else's philosophy, it's different to somebody else's philosophy. And if a healthy dose of conversation can be held, that's a very healthy conversation because we all learn and benefit as a result of that, right? So what's this got to do with what I'm talking about? What's this got to do with the two most important life skills? Let me tell you what the two most important life skills are. One is the art of letting go. And the second one is the art of allowing. I want to explain both of these because they can be easily misunderstood. The art of letting go, if someone wants to tap it that into the, into the message box there, whatever it's called, the chat box. I'll call it the chat box because I've been on Zoom for so many hours. I've got incredible, <laughs> my diary is just filled at the moment with workshops. It's, 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 bless, it's a blessing. I'm, I'm being very grateful. I'm not complaining. Um, I'm digging the different audiences that I get to spend time with. It's quite amazing. So the art of letting go and the art of allowing. So when it comes to people's map of the world and people having different opinions from you or me or whoever it might be, is we need to let go of our judgment of the other person's map. Because the moment you judge someone's model of the world, you're disrespecting them. The moment we judge, you and I, if, I'll say myself, if I judge somebody else's model of the world, I'm disrespecting their model of the world. So we need to be very healthy in letting go of our need to judge and our need for drama. Now, the art of letting go, of course, can be um, uh, defined in many different, different ways. It's, the art of letting go of our historical narrative. It's the art of letting go of past dramas. It's the art of letting go of what just happened a moment ago. There's all different levels of the art of letting go because ultimately everything that we know, we have to let go of at some point. I mean, think about it. When we die and we transform into another expression of consciousness, ultimately we're letting go of everything that you and I say that we are. So ultimately the day will come where I need to let go of my body which means let go of all of the memories, the story, the character of Joe and all of the relationships that he was involved in. It's about moving on. It's letting go. Of, ultimately, we have to let go of everything. One of the healthiest ways to live 
is to have an awareness of letting go. So when we're going through a transformation of some kind, when we're going through a major change in our life, whether it's a change of relationship, a change of geography, a change of career direction, a change of something, right? It's about letting go. Now this is delicately balanced with the art of allowing, art of allowing. Now that I have to explain. I'll tell you what art of allowing is not, and then I'll share with you what it is. The art of allowing is not allowing people to walk all over your model of the world. The art of allowing is not allowing people to disrespect what you are, um, uh, what your philosophy is. The art of allowing is is not uh, giving people free will, free permission to smother your choices to make in life. Right? It's all these kinds of things. When that happens, if someone's map is affecting your map and, and, and is starting to really affect you negatively or they're crossing the lines, disrespecting, then that's where the courage comes to actually defend yourself against that particular um, uh, approach or attack. Does that make sense? So that's what the art of allowing is not. <laughs> what the art of allowing actually is, is to allow everything to be. Because everything in nature is allowing everything else to be. I mean, if you think of flowers and bees, they're both entirely different organisms of life. Completely different. Yet, a bee would not be alive if it wasn't for the flower. The flower would not be alive if it wasn't for the bee. They're completely different organisms, but they're actually in the same consciousness. They're in the same ecosystem, and they need each other to live. Here's the irony. For your map and my map, or your model of the world and my model of the world, and all these other models of the world to exist, all of the contrast has to be there for us to experience our map of the world. So the art of allowing is, if the bee could speak or if the flower could speak, is to allow each other to exist happily and organically and naturally, knowing that we actually need each other to continue on the experience of living as a bee or living as a flower. And it's the same with every organ in our body. My feet are very different to my head. I certainly hope so. But my feet need my head. My head need my feet. They're separate, but they're together. They're the same. It's the same with life. Now, I don't know how caught up you are in the drama of COVID. Some of you would even say to me, it's not a drama, it's a reality. And I agree with that as well. However, we'll choose to look at it. So it depends on how your life's been impacted. <laughs> it depends on how your life's been impacted. I'm effing blessed that um, my business is just, you know, I'm busy, man. Like I got, it's just, I'm blessed. I'm fortunate. I'm, I am absolutely overflowing with gratitude and appreciation. But I've got dear friends whose professional lives have been completely and utterly shut down to zero because of what's going on. So when they're expressing emotion and anger, I can really appreciate that. And I have a profound level of respect and understanding. Not understanding because I'm not in their shoes completely, right? But I have a profound respect for that. Like, oh my God, I can't imagine what you're going through. So they're going to have a different take on COVID or whatever you want to call it. I'll just say COVID, but whatever you want to talk about here in the world, than say I would. Now, it doesn't mean that I agree with everything that's going on or disagree. It's just the point I'm making is that it takes all of us on this planet to have a healthy respect for the differing opinions in order for us to all enjoy our lives. Hello, Sarah Reese. My God, it's been a long time. Hope you're doing really well. I'm so happy that you're here with me. 
It's such an important message. Hey, Alison. How you going? I, Tamworth is shut down. I feel for you, chick. My God. Alison, I hope you're not impacted. I know you're a 45-minute drive from Tamworth or something like that. So the point I'm making is the bee, if the bee and the flower are having an argument and the bee is saying, no, this is what I think should be happening and the flower says, this is what I should be happening and the flower start, suddenly starts to trample all over the bee's world, that's not how nature works. Eventually, the bee and the flower will die because they both need each other in order to live, in order to be. No pun intended with the bee part. <laughs> I just noticed this about I recorded a podcast recently, I don't know whether you heard it, um, episode 64, I think it's episode 64, the last one that came out, called The Perception Spectrum. And what I share in there is how, when you look at the spectrum of water, where in different conditions, water is expressed differently. So when there's um, a lot of heat, we have steam. When we have incredibly cold temperatures, we have ice. In the midpoint, we literally have warm water. And the moment we move to one side of the warm water, we're moving toward ice or toward heat, I should say, if it's getting warmer. And if it's getting cooler, we're moving toward ice. All of that spectrum of perception, all of that is the same thing. It's all water. The ice cannot exist without the steam because it's the same thing. And if all the people, this is an absolute pipe dream because... But if you and I, in our localized micro worlds of relationship and business and whatever we're involved in, you and I, if we can begin, which I believe that we are, and that's why you're here, I'm assuming in this hub, if we can bring a healthy dose of kindness, love and compassion, which I know that you're doing, I'm, we're doing all the best we can. And as much as we agree or disagree with other people's models of the world, it's all water. And we have to have a profound level of respect for each other. The concern I have is that when in our lives somebody is impacting and smothering and shutting down aspects of our lives because of their maps, you have to pluck up the courage to defend that and protect your map. Do you get that? If the bee is being chased by some other beast in the... I don't know what would chase a bee. I don't even... What kills a bee? That's a bad analogy, Joe. So if we keep with the bee in the... Okay, someone comes along and stomps all over the flower, right? If the flower was able to defend itself because the poor thing can't, it would defend itself. Does that make sense? Because the flower has a right to be, like the bee has a right to be, and at the end of the day, we all need each other in order to have this wondrous experience of consciousness being expressed as a human being. I'm going to start to wrap up. So the two most important skills of life are the art of allowing and the art of letting go. There is always something every day that you can let go of an opinion, an aspect of your life that no longer functions for you or works well for you anymore, an aspect of your life that no longer serves. Maybe it's something from your past that no longer has any business being in your life right now. That's the art of letting go. There's lots of ways of looking at the art of letting go. That's one way of looking at it. The art of allowing is not allowing people to um, disrespect you and, and walk all over you. That's not what the art of allowing is. The art of allowing is allowing nature to take place. The art of allowing is allowing things to just play out the way they will because the way I'm saying that can easily be open to misunderstanding. It doesn't mean that we sit and do nothing, but what I'm saying is that in our lives, divine timing is a... I'll, I'll speak from my own map. To me, divine timing is a real thing because you can't rush what's not meant to be. You can't rush life. You can't rush the calendar. 
we can't suddenly say to ourselves, no, I'm pretending it's December now. I'm pretending that it's 2023 and we're out of all this. We can't do that. We've got to go through the journey. So um, it's really, really important. Alison, we are in lockdown and it is a lovely person. Oh, good on you. Yeah. Yeah, love it. Yeah, love it. Good on you, Alison. I haven't read your entire comment, but I'll come back um, when I watch the recording or the replay. Not, not, not watch the replay, but come and watch. Read all the comments is what I'm saying. So I'm going to start to wrap up. So there's a delicate balance between the art of letting go and the art of, of allowing. Please, I would love to know your thoughts in the comments here. If you're watching a replay of this, I would love to know your thoughts or insights into anything I've shared here. Um, and, and of course, let me remind you that if you have any questions that you want to ask about anything I've covered in the hub here, ask those questions and I'll summarize those questions for next week's live and I can do the best I can to answer your questions. Okay? So that's really, really important. Um, there was something else I was going to say, oh my Lord, because I have to go in, in nine minutes, I've got an 11.30 Zoom session. Um, anyway, I'm going to wrap up so I'm, because I'm going to run out of time. Thanks for being here. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Of course, if you know anyone who's not in this hub, who you genuinely believe would resonate with these kinds of messages and would get a lot of value from what, we, what, I've put, what I'm putting together in here, um, feel welcome to invite them. I'm, I'm the gatekeeper, so I'll, I'll let them in. If I can see that you know, Lynn or Alison or someone has invited someone, I, I, because I know most of the people in this group, um, I'll let them in. I'll just trust that whoever's in the group is in the group because they're, you know, they're in alignment to what we're talking about here, okay? All right, so um, thank you so much. I'm going to wrap up. Enjoy your day, wherever you may be. Um, and there's a high chance that uh, if you're living in that Victoria, well, I'm in Victoria, as you know, in the Victorian New South Wales part of Australia, um, let's, you know, let's just have a compassionate, patient understanding of our predicament. And, uh, and all we can do is, um, you know, keep living our mission to the best of our ability and, uh, you know, like at the moment, I'm just enjoying my time with my little 15.4 inch laptop here. Some of you are probably wondering what the heck is he about to say? The 15.4 inch laptop that I'm sitting in front of, that I'm spending so many hours teaching. So uh, thank you. I'm going to wrap up. That's it for me. Enjoy. I'll catch up with you at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time next Wednesday. Okay. Bye for now. Thank you. Thanks for being here.